Hello and welcome back to the TFT Podcast. I'm Ryan, that's Matt. Matt, are you ready to hop aboard your motorcycle and ride off into the night? I want to die with you, Ryan, in the streets tonight in an everlasting podcast. And, and I, it almost certainly will be an everlasting podcast because we are taking on uh, Bruce Springsteen's classic album, Born to Run, um, as we move through the 1970s uh, and the landscape of, of pop and rock music uh, and how it kind of feeds into today's um, indie pop. Uh, this, is, this is a massive one, um, and it is a, 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 a album that some or even many would say is, is epic. And I'm sure we will um, get into that, but we will also give it the um, epic podcast that it deserves. So, uh, as always, um, if you haven't already, if this just landed in your podcatcher and you don't know from the title what it is, uh, what is on the syllabus, pause and go and uh, listen to whatever copy of Springsteen's Born to Run you have um, and uh, and meet us back here. Um, and And, you know... You know, I'm going to just go ahead and start this in the, <laughs> the usual way. Um, you know, Matt, <laughs> this, this Springsteen, yes. his, his leather jacket, right, uh, and uh, and and his motorcycles and his uh, and his Thunder Roads. Um, <laughs> is he for real? And his yeah, and his ballet going on on the streets, yeah. and his like what blood waltz or something like what was it? Yeah. death waltz and or actually, something. And, oh, so I'll ask, as I have a two part question and. Is his teenagers fucking? <laughs> um, yeah, I, that's those are two those are two excellent questions, and I want to like I wanna I wanna talk about actually a lot about whether his teenagers is fucking and about about uh, uh, the dichotomy that we've proposed before between effing teenagers and fucking teenagers, and. Um, uh, and the transition from, like, I suppose, tween to teen to effing teenager to fucking teenager, right? Because, like, that's a uh, that's a progression. And I, I, I mean, I think that you like trapped twenty something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, is he? I mean, is he for real? I don't know. Like, is is an old soul for real? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> when when someone. Um, uh, Right, like, like that's the sort of bullshit that you say to precocious kids, and I had it said to me a lot when I was a teenager, and of course it was bullshit, right? Because you know I was a teenager, and any any uh, insight I had was bullshit. Uh, the difference between being a teenager and being in my thirties is that I know that all my insight is bullshit, you know. Um, but uh, but yes, I mean at least I, I here's here's what here's what I'll say about Springsteen. Is he for real? He's attempting. He is straining with every ounce of strength he has to be for real. Um, well, so so what so uh, what do you mean by that? Let's unpack that a little that, bit. That more. there's a, there's an there's an almost desperate um, uh, there's an almost desperate. Uh, for realness or attempt at for realness in his songs. And I think it cuts two ways. One is in the capital R romantic idea of, of the artist as having access to a kind of privileged, uh, super compelling, powerful realm of, of sensory experience and feeling, right? And there definitely is that. I mean, the word sort of romanticism is something that comes up all the time in, in the criticism that I've read, uh, of this record to prepare for this podcast. Um, 
um, uh, and that that sort of sense of 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 using the art or using the rock and roll to kind of penetrate through into that. Um, uh, into that other world, you know, where where we'll uh, walk in the sun, right? Um, and then also there there seems to be a uh, a sort of almost desperate sense of obligation to hmm. uh, to represent a certain social milieu um, in a way where it is both a signifier of authenticity and also does justice to the experience of the kinds of people that he's writing about. Yeah, yeah, and I think relevant to the first one, and, and there, and these two are tied up together. Yeah, um, oh, definitely. And I think it is it is interesting, and you know, on the title track, um, you know, there's one of the well-known couplets. In some ways, he's posing a kind of almost version of our research question, right? That, but I got to know, I got to find out how it feels. I want to know if love is wild, girl. I want to know if love is real, right? Um, and so he's, he is also asking, um, you know, is this, is this for real? Um, or, or rather the narrator, right? So, and, and the, the, um, the narrator of the song is, is asking that. Um, and, and Springsteen is, you know, reporting, um, you know, almost as, as, as someone who is reporting on a, it's as if someone were like watching someone do research <laughs> sure. and then then we're reporting on the process of that research uh, as a meta research um, on, on that research right and, and so that Springsteen is kind of documenting the processes of these of, of, of teenagers kind of engaging in this these kind of experiments of and, I, and, and, and so and I say this in that there is lots of this kind of you know experiments of identity and rebellion and love um, that he's that he's reporting but he's reporting I mean I guess there's a question of where you know in in um in social science research in in um particularly in anthropological research and ethnography we talk about um there's a concept of positionality of the the relationship between the um the investigator and the subjects of the research um and uh and and so I think there's a question um of of Springsteen's positionality here and and it's it and how his attempts and i think you know another way of putting what you were saying is you know there's this interesting interplay between his attempts to kind of document you know authentically document a social milieu uh and a world and kind of report on this and and kind of and and at the same time that to use that to then reflect upon his authenticity as an artist, right? Mm-hmm. And and so it, it is interesting though, is because it, you know, in some ways, as with Betty Davis, this is less of an issue of is are the personas, you know, is this a like diary, you know, depiction of what Springsteen is doing? You know, is this um, is this Springsteen just pouring himself onto the page and? You know, as Jordan answered with Betty Davis um, last week, um, the answer is no. But that's not—that's not. It's very much not the point, right? It's that if there's a a realness, you know, again, there's the two levels of realness that seem to concern um, Springsteen are realness as an artist, is that he's really kind of, you know. Um, making a great grand achievement is is worth taking seriously, um, and then the kind of getting at 
and and then a a realness in in kind of depicting something about the world and kind of getting to some types of underlying truths right and and mm-hmm. and these two things though resonate with each other and and the success at one impacts the success at the other right and the sort um, of this sort of storied i mean one sort of uh uh manifestation of that is the the storied like months long recording process exactly. of Born to Run right recording and mixing process to like jam everything into it and then mix it all I mean mix it all together it has like a string pad it has glockenspiel it has uh, saxophone guitar bass drum like it's this it's this it's kind of there's a relentlessness to it and there's a uh, again almost a kind of uh, almost a kind of of desperation or a kind of um uh, I, I don't, and I don't mean that in a pejorative sense. I don't mean that there's something bad about it. I, th- I, I think it conveys a, a sense of, of striving, you know, of yeah. like really intense um, effort and striving, which I think is of a piece with Springsteen's relative youth at the time. I think it's of a piece with his sort of monumental ambition, uh, and I think it's it's. Um, of a piece with this uh, with this thing this thing we're talking about of like really of like really uh, making an effort to um, to sort of uh, to sort of build an artifice that is so that is sort of so real or well, more it's, real it's, you know it is really interesting though because like um, at the same time like that much it, you know it's so it's it, it's so much at odds with the way that the the characters in the songs are living right the characters in the songs are are reckless and impulsive um, and 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 foolish and and making making mistakes or not caring about consequences you know they're driving fast cars and fast motorcycles um, and and are are and getting in fast relationships um, and 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 Springsteen is in fact working very hard to to you know to make this perfect and and not working for a boss man right uh as in as in night um but is in fact laboring you know he is the boss man he is the one that's keeping you know his band or or his producers or his collaborators you know in the um in in the in the studio all night, you know, adding more tracks and working on the mix and re-recording things um, over and over, um, and that there is this kind of position, you know, the ability the ability to do that, you know, is, you know, if you have the ability to, you know, spend fifteen hours tweaking the saxophone um, uh, uh, solo, you know, you are, you know, you are not running that fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're also not like grinding out nine to five as a stevedore, right? Loading things right. onto ships, you know, because you're you're standing there uh, exercising the fine motor skills of your of your two fingers as you twist the knobs on the mixing board. Yes, but I, I think, but you know, part of what allows him to get those turned just right is that he already has the calluses there, sure, 
right? <laughs> <laughs> that once you have the, the those factory calluses, then you know how to get the right balance of uh, glockenspiel and piano. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, Springsteen is what twenty four when he makes this record. Yeah, yeah. How much existential dread and how much of the nine to five grind can you really have endured at the you know at the age of twenty four? Unless you were like a child mine worker or something like that, you know. I mean, it, you know, it is, you know, um, you know, it is, it is possible, right? New Jersey is kind of the District Eleven of America. <laughs> <laughs> I guess no, I guess so. You're, you are. And, and Springsteen you're right. is like kind of again the Katniss Everdeen of the night. Well, I mean, he volunteers as tribute. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he definitely. I mean, right? He definitely like there is this sort of messianic. Uh, Quality, though, though I may be, I may be projecting that onto it uh, based on some of the the critical discourse. Um, oh no, it's absolutely him. there. It's it's um it's it's there from the it's kind of in the mission statement of yeah. the um of the album, right? Um, the, uh, in in Thunder Road, um, uh, the, that says, um, right? He says, uh, waste your summer praying in vain for a savior to rise from these streets, um. And, well, now I'm no hero, that's understood. Uh, all the redemption I can offer, girl, is beneath this dirty hood. Uh-huh. Right? And then um, I think it's, is it earlier, later on, um, they say, um, oh, come on, take my hand. We're riding out tonight to case the promised land. Yeah. Right? And so there's this kind of, it's a... a a rebel messiah, right? Um, and I mean, and that's kind of very much kind of. I mean, a lot of this is drawing on the imagery of. I mean, right? This is interesting because it's the mid seventies, but it's it's very much drawing on the um, images of the nineteen fifties um, and of you know of of rebel without a cause um, and and a lot of the those other elements of you know of 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 that arm of like rock and roll and car youth culture of the 1950s which um i understand i mean it's it's implied both you know kind of in the world of the song and in some of the secondary stuff that this still was part of a kind of youth sub youth working class subculture in new jersey um you know it's the <laughs> it's the uh let's you know it's the pre you know, Jersey Shore one uh, one point let's uh-huh. say, right? Um, and and you know, uh, and and that uh, you know, the the situations just just happens to be working in the factory during the day, uh, and and then and then riding his uh, riding his uh, his his um, suicide machine at night, right? Um, so an- another thing is, I think like naming the girl in in Thunder Road Mary, right, is not mm, yeah. um, uh, is not accidental. And then the um, so the the it begins with the uh, with the the sort of image of kind of sitting sitting in a car and looking at a girl on her in her house on her porch, not in her house outside her house on her her porch and her dress is sort of um is her dress is sort of billowing uh around her as she sort of dances in the night and then uh at the end the um uh the image is uh all the boys you sent away right uh they scream your name at night in the street your graduation gown lies in rags mm-hmm. at their feet 
right? So, so that's kind of sinister, right? Because what the hell? Why, why are they tearing the graduation gown off of Mary, and why is it on the floor? Uh, oh, see, I, I don't know that. I, I, I assume that she has torn it off. Uh-huh. That, that, that you know um, that that she has has graduated and uh, oh, but it's at their feet. Um, hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't. You know. So so. But it's it's like the the image of a dress, right? Like and it's sort of billowing, and then something not a dress, but a graduation gown, right? Being sort of uh, being sort of torn off. Um, in I think it's Ovid in the Metamorphoses. There's this. Um, uh, there's this uh, uh, d- uh, d- the telling I think in in the Metamorphoses of Leda and the Swan, where Zeus comes down, and, or uh, I guess it would be Jupiter because he's um, uh, writing in Latin, uh, comes down and impregnates Leda in the form of a swan. Right. Uh, one of the details in in Ovid's telling of that is that her dress kind of billows around her legs in the water mm-hmm. as the swan, you know. Uh, swims alongside her uh it's it's euphemistic but like the the idea of a dress sort of simultaneously concealing and revealing uh legs and lady parts and um and also sort of drawing a, drawing attention to them or being sort of a point of fixation because its movement draws attention to itself and you know focuses your mind on what your mind was always focused on uh to begin with. Um, so what do you think? I mean, what do you think? Like, is, is these teenagers fucking? Uh, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, this is like the fourth and final stage of teenagehood, right? I mean, it is their, it is their talos, right? Like, <laughs> you know, but they seem, is... they seem to be comfortable about uh, They seem to be comfortable with it. They seem to not be angst-ridden. Uh, they seem to not be angst-ridden about it, right? It's it's awesome that they're fucking, you know. It's not like uh, it's not like the, you know, uh, I don't I, I don't even know at what ages people do things anymore. It's not like this sort of um, early post-adolescence phase where where the the potential for fucking is a great source of anxiety, right? And like you you don't know exactly what's expected of you, and you don't you don't quite know. Know how to negotiate the 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 uh, interpersonal relationships, right? And you don't know how all that's going to work um, in the fourth and final stage of being a fucking teenager. Uh, it's like a yes, we're fucking. B fucking is awesome. C the question is like, are we going to do it now? <laughs> you know, not are we going to do it? Uh, yeah. Well, and it's. It, I mean, it's. You know, they. they uh, again. Uh, he has the couplet, uh, or you know, we got one last chance to make it real, to trade in these wings on some wheels. And I, I mean, actually, as I think about this, I mean, I think the other way to, to think about this is part of why there's relatively little anxiety in how it relates to the imagery of, of graduation gowns is that you know that in some ways, and, and you know, coupled with this being a a non college going cl- you know a class of of teenagers is that when you graduate high school you're done you know you might be you might still have the rest of 18 and 19 but in some ways if high school is ending you know you are presumably getting a job um and that you are sure. you know um and you are having, you know, income but responsibilities, right? And that, in some ways, that uh, that, I mean, I've, I've, I don't know. I I actually um, having a lot of trouble. 
thinking about exactly how to interpret trading uh, trading in these wings on some wheels. But I feel like that is about – I mean one way I interpret that is kind of trading in the kind of innocence of childhood or even uh, teenagedom to into the the wheels of adulthood um and that and that you know in some ways really this album is about like in some ways drawing out an eternity from that moment right that if there's a moment between wings and wheels this is this actually finds the many eternities within that yeah right and that uh and that even though this is um in in this milieu a instantaneous switch you graduate and now you're an adult um in reality there is a um a a a longer time where they're they're coexisting and and negotiating yeah um these days these days we call it your 20s well exactly and that's exactly what i was going to say is that you know in some ways that seems almost not that interesting of a point because you know uh because you know Everyone these days, everyone's just hanging onto their wings. Right. Yeah. Uh, r- right. Sure. And and borrowing their parents' wheels. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, you just like I don't need wheels. I have Uber. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure. I get that. I I, I want to like I love these lines. I want to drill down them into them a little a little longer. Right. This sense of there's one last chance to make it real, uh, to trade in these, w- these wings on some, some wheels. Like, tra- yeah, trade in these wings. The wings are angel wings, right? They're, it's the innocence of, of childhood. But the idea, the idea of... Um, I don't think the wheels are the wheels of adulthood, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking a lot. I was driving... Um, I had a long drive to make today, and I was thinking about uh, adolescence, as I am wont to do on days when we record the podcast. <laughs> and, and thinking about, you know, my my old uh, dead horse that I'll keep beating about high school being a, a terrible social technology because is instead of integrating the kind of the energy and vitality and kind of craziness of adolescence into some sort of multi-generational social slash work group that is task focused uh, where the, the uh, all that kind of jittery craziness can be dissipated or you know put to use uh, instead we warehouse uh, these the we warehouse our warrior class right in age specific cohorts, uh, and that is a terrible idea. It's a terrible social technology because there are all kinds of terrible things that, that happen because of that. Uh, not the least of which is um, it drives the teenagers crazy because they're living a, a simulacrum uh, of life, right? That that seems very unsatisfying uh, when you're in it. And the idea of sort of phoniness of like Holden Caulfield stomping around, you know, and whining that everybody is a, is a phony, right? The phoniness is built into adolescence. Adolescence is always already phony and everything you do and everything you say, uh, barring some sort of, um, you know, uh, extraordinary life tragedy or something like that. Um, the, uh, uh, everything you do is, is sort of fake. And I think that, that from that vantage point or from, from the vantage point of, of a character who's standing on the cusp of going into adulthood and, and realizing that adulthood is kind of more of the same, right? Like the, you know, your, your work in New Jersey in a factory as a stevedore as, you know, in retail, well, it wasn't retail quite so much now, the, the, uh, as it is now, uh, the the service jobs, um, it it was more uh, blue collar work. Um, the uh, looking at that and saying that that is 
just as much uh, just as much as sort of bullshit simulation of life. Uh, right. It's not the it's not the real. It's not the right. the real thing. Like my the, the, being a teenager isn't real. And oh shit, being an adult isn't for real. And, and so, that's what you kind of get in um, in night, right? In yeah. the in the third track is is that uh, is 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 what you see, and that there's an and um, you know there's this attempt of being a prisoner of your dreams. Sure. In fact, that that's a motif that comes out uh, back throughout the album as well. Um, and that's about. I mean, that is this sort of high romantic, the 19th century idea of an artist, right? Like the the Coleridge idea, right? I'm the one. I uh, not Coleridge. Who am I thinking of? No. Coleridge, yeah. Um, uh, 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 all would cry, beware, beware, his flashing eyes, his floating hair, weave a circle round him thrice and close your eyes with holy dread, for he on honeydew hath fed and drunk the milk of paradise. Never mind he's talking about drugs and stuff. Um, he's talking about sort of the artist as a, as a person with access to a privileged realm of, of extraordinary sensation and emotion. Um, and like, if you have that, you know, if you're not one of the drones, uh, you, you are um, you are in a stra- you're in a strange position, right? Because you have to you you have one last chance to make it real. You have like a moment to escape, and if you miss it, uh, you've missed your chance mm. forever. And this this um so uh, like a lot of these songs have this quality of like this is it, this is your one chance, like. It's now or never, you know, and that that gives it so much energy. It gives it so much vitality um, in in the uh, in the songwriting, and you know, I think all the production sort of helps that, like the 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 f- almost frenetic quality of some of the Wall of Sound uh, production of it. But it's it's also it's of a very it's of a very particular type because it's so optimistic, at, right at the same time. So I was thinking of other songs. Songs that have this this is it quality, and one that came to mind just because I've always thought of it in this way is the song Anna Begins from Counting Crows All August mm-hmm. and Everything After, mm-hmm. which is kind of similar uh, to Thunder Road a little bit because it's about it's this kind of this is it song like uh, Anna, I need you to come with me, you know what I mean, uh, or uh, you know it's it, or like I, it's about a relationship, it's about a relationship with a girl, except. Adam Duritz is such a whiny bitch, you know, (laughs) he's got, he's like got all these feelings and like, all he wants to do is sit around and jerk off and talk about his feelings. Right. Like, uh, and the, the hook in that song is, Oh Lord, I'm not ready for this sort of thing, you know? And, and Springsteen's answer is like, this is it. This is my one chance. You know, you're the girl. This is for me. Like, this is the intense experience. We, this is, uh, we've got one last chance to make it real. I'm and pulling out also, of here. Also the way that and the way that Springsteen expresses his emotion is by going whoa, whoa, whoa uh, uh, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, and you know what? He's pulling out of here to win. It's a town full of losers, and he's pulling out of here to win. It's a town full of losers like Adam Duritz whining. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I like Counting Crows uh, for the most part, so I, I you know I'm strawmanning here a little bit, but like it's a town full of whiners and. And, and losers and drones and people who are so damn concerned about their their feelings and um, stuff and and he can't uh, and he can't be bothered with with any of that noise. So like Mary, hop on, you know. 
the 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 train is leaving, or the, this is a car. This is not a uh, this is not a motorcycle song. He's going so, down Thunder Road. So I actually have a similar thing then, um, and and you know, kind of on all of these things of what you know, what, where we're going, right? Where where are these you know where is Springsteen's going and why? Um, but I actually you know to 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 do another lens that we've been uh, doing, especially in this um, in this stretch uh, in the of of episodes of. Okay, so why? What does it mean to be born to run huh. rather than to drive, right? <laughs> or to ride? Uh, and 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 again, um, and 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 what what does that mean both for the song and for the album as a whole, as a, as a collection of songs? Um, what does it really, you know, be mean to to run? And 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 you know, let's drill down into a closer reading of this of this title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so what? What are the things uh, when you when you were talking about? I want to know if love is real. One of the things that one of the the things that I observed about that is that occupies structurally the position that Born to Run occupies in the other verses, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. a it's a mm-hmm. point at the end of the verse. It's a point of like s- super strong arrival, uh, melodically, harmonically, rhythmically. Um, you know, so something something is that uh, uh, something something about that. So okay, um, here's here are like just my disorganized thoughts about that question because I think it's a I think it's a great one. I think that like being being born to run. I think run is is. Um, I think it's it's running away. I think that there's an unspoken away in running as opposed to running versus versus riding or driving. I think sure, it's sure. I think it's running versus staying. I also think it's running versus walking because in the in the very last couple lines this sort of fantasy of like well one day we're going to get there, we're going to get to the place where we can walk in the sun, right? Where there's a sort of relaxed um motion possible. Uh, but right now we have to, you know, we have to run, we have to run away, um, we, because we have to get out, uh, while we're young and, and the youth doesn't last, uh, the, doesn't last forever. Hmm. No, I think that that's, that's, that's really interesting because I mean, this song, you know, being the title track and being at the kind of the heart is, you know, this is the only one where this is the mission, right? Most of the other movement is ultimately rather circular, right? That that you know a lot of the other drag racing uh, or the you know the going out into the, when you go out into the night, you end up back at the factory, right? Right? Um, and even um, you know um, Mary, when they go down um, Thunder Road, it, I mean, my sense is that it's you know even though things you know you come back. Uh, even though you pay a great pi- uh, price, you come back, right? There's almost a Dan Harmon story circle in Thunder Road, but huh. th- but it comes back. Whereas, you know, it, so it's interesting that the centerpiece of the the song is is different from this, right? That it that it is this this rocket that's just kind of um, shooting off um, and saying. So what does it mean? So yeah, so it's. Um, it's interesting that this, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good point. It's a linear motion away rather than being a circular motion that kind of brings you back, uh, to, to where and who you are. Right. And so it's like interesting that like, you know, 
you know, it, it while it may be the so it's interesting, right? So I'm, I'm thinking back to another kind of core um, tenant of the of of the TFT verse of you know it is the telos of the teenager to go wild, right? Um, and and I think that what's interesting uh, about that though it is really the telos of the teenager to become an adult, adult right? And so and, and there's these two kind of these two things they're not exclusive. But they, there, the, you know that when one is a teenager, one believes that the all that there is is going wild. Right. Um, yeah. And- you don't. You don't see. I mean, that's an interesting thing. And like in our, in our. Um- in the TFT verse, like the idea of like little Jay going wild uh, on Gossip Girl, right? Like that our our interest in her. Um, oh God, there's a great history of of the early Christian Church by Chadwick, and uh, he uh, he archly says at various points at at this point such and such ceases to be interesting to us. <laughs> you know <laughs> and uh right like which is which is one of those like great great moves in in historical writing that you probably couldn't get away with uh anymore um that like you know this is no longer the, whatever happened i'm sure they did some shit but it's not uh for our purposes it's it's not all that interesting um and like at the point where she goes wild sort of she's done right little jay ceases to be interesting to us right. speaking of which like Taylor Momsen released a record, is touring in Japan, and has a video where she takes all her clothes off, or something like that. Uh, it's I've, I'm not totally up on on what it is, but like that that downward spiral has has kept going. Well, it's not a downward, downward spiral; it's just a plateau of wildness. I get, right? Sure. Um, and 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 I think that that's interesting is because she is living in denial of of the real Tilos of the teenager, um, which is um, which which is is to be an adult. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's like, I I think that that's almost that's almost more terrifying, right? Like. Uh, that that after you know after you go wild you sort of have to have to pick up the pieces and uh and carry on somehow you know my my point is that even in our retrospective narrativization of it as to you know relatively grown up people uh it's it's like well it is their telos to go wild that's and that's the end of it that's the, that's the end of the story and i think that has to do with the kind of uh the kind of things we find compelling as as storytelling right like it's it's sort of not interesting like how many how many stories do you know um how many movies how many like great pop songs do you know about like you know i had a fight with my girlfriend of four years about where to go for dinner but we resolved it and we both compromised a little bit and we said we were sorry and we resolved to communicate better Uh, i believe that's the subgenre of of uh of dad rock all those songs are by the national (laughs) right right (laughs) i was actually like i was actually um Thinking, I was actually brainstorming some some uh, uh, songs that that we could write and release on the uh, the nascent TFT Records label. Uh, that is, um, 
about about being a thirty something who like uh, who is you know more or less a sellout um, and you know has a job with a paycheck and and things, but like wants to be very indie and stuff. So like I and and be like culturally au courant as though that uh, you know as though that substituted for being actually born to run. I was thinking of like. Uh, um, of rhymes like you know oh what a day you know what a day or like it's a wonderful day there's a new pop-up restaurant by Ludo Le Fay <laughs> like you know that uh, that we we sort of try to try to so recapture you be the that John sense. Darnielle of like of like bourgeois self contempt exactly right exactly <laughs> hold that thought for next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Spoilers. Um, but I want to I want to return to this idea because, like, I think there's something interesting that's being proposed in Born to Run about if 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 Springsteen, you know, if if the the the, the narrator here is claiming to be born to to run, and 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 that's saying is proposing a third way that you know it's that if a it's kind of like the um the the, the you know because eventually you get older. Right, and so what happens to a teenager that you know just keeps running, that continues to go wild, um, and and that you know, and I think that it's it's interesting because you, I think it's a hard question to answer because if you are really born to run and you continue to run, then you. Um, then, then you are a a drifter. You are a tramp. You are um, you're you're stateless, right? And and uh, and and ultimately, you know, uh, before you know it, you know, you're a you're a weird leathery person, just kind of crawling through the American landscape. Um, and and so, it is not necessarily awesome. The reality of being born to run is um is not that attractive yeah um and and so that either there is there ultimately there is this element of tragedy in um in this song um because um because either you stop running and you come back and you take the job at the factory right um or you're a or or you are just um unintelligible you you are um you you become stateless you become a nomad yeah well um, i mean i think lana del rey has something to say about this right like in fact you are not born to run you're born to die and you imagine that you're born to run uh because your death you because your death is impending right and it's right. it's defensive it's a it's a like a psychological defense against uh the terror of of confronting that right well right um and i think that it's it's i mean it's there in um in born to run as well because like you know as he says you know um you know, baby, this town r- rips the bones from your back. It's a death trap. It's a suicide rap. Right. And, you know, and, and that, unfortunately, this town is not just this town. It's all towns. Right. Um, it's, and, it's town. It's the idea of a town. Yeah. It's, it's, it's town society. Towns. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's late capitalism. Right. <laughs> uh, yes. And, and I think that um, – and, and, but then I think what's interesting is – I mean, it is what's it's different. I mean, what's interesting is that, you know, I mean, uh, you know, th- 
<laughs> it, is, it goes without saying, and it's tremendously overdetermined, is that it's worth, you know, but I'll just say it because it's worth noting that Born to Run is awesome and Born to Die is stupid. Yes, right. <laughs> and I know some of you disagree. Um, um, but that there, and, but, you know, and this is not just, it's that, you know, that this kind of, um, cause like Springsteen also knows that we are born to die. Um, but it's that in, in exploring so that once you proclaim being born to die, there's nowhere to go. Sure. Um, and there's, and, and nothing matters. Um, and, and, you know, if we're, if we're born to die, why are you singing these songs? Right. Um, it, you know what it reminds me of is it reminds me of, God I've been going it, like pretentiously far afield on this uh, on this podcast but it reminds me of of some of the Trojan War stuff in in Homer where it's I like that's far afield for an album frequently called uh, an, epic, an right? epic right like the idea the idea of the youth in the sort of the flower of youth right in their finest in their finest hour kind of tragically killing one you know uh, the the apotheosis of that um uh the apotheosis of that uh uh power and and glory of youth being to sort of uh being a death trap a suicide rap right like running at the trojans and and getting cut down uh in the prime of life in the well, in all the glory of youth down down in 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 Trojan jungle land. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right? No, I mean, right? Because, like, what you were just describing is jungle land. Sure. It's the finale uh, of, of, uh, of, of this album, which is its own kind of piece into itself. Um, and, and kind of is exactly about these, um, you know, gang warfare and also, um, as far as I read, um, jungle land, it's kind of parallel stories of, like, of 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 sexy times and gang warfare, right? <laughs> That's how I read it. The, uh, that there's there's a kind of um, you know romantic liaison, uh, yep. you know, between um, the barefoot girl uh, and the magic rat, uh-huh. um, and and then there are all of the um, the the gangs um, that are. Um, uh, uh, you know, fighting their ballets out in the uh, out in the alley. Um, uh-huh. right? I think that's kind of how I um, I see that. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's 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 tough to understand exactly. But that what's going on? It's tough to parse like these right? these lyrics and really kind of uh, get the like the blow by blow of the narrative. Um, but but like I think I think that it's it's uh, impressionistic and it's elusive, elusive, right? And so like things, it's it's sort of gang warfare as a as a means of self actualization, right? Rather than rather than as a kind of tragedy, it's gang warfare as a sort of apostasy theosis um you know uh right the the uh the the local cops the cherry tops rips this holy night right it's not like oh thank goodness the police are here to restore order um no 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 this night uh under this giant exxon sign that lights uh that brings this fair city light right like this night is holy in fact and like what's being transacted uh in the ballet being fought out yeah. in the alley is is something that is sort of profoundly important right and and that is val- 
valuable, uh, and that is kind of kind of beautiful, you know. And it is interesting. I mean, it's that you know. I think it's really interesting. Like I, 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 I also think it's um, interesting to parse the line. Um, kids flash guitars just like switchblades, hustling for the record machine. Um, the hungry and the hunted explode into rock and roll uh, bands, right? Um, and they face off each against each other in the street down in jungle land. And so it's interesting because, like, when I listen to this song, I always. I always make a, the mental substitution in the other direction. Is that in my mind, the kids are flashing switchblades like guitars, right? Um, and but when you read it, t- taking it at fa- face value, this feels like it's like if you just read it straight, it feels like it's describing a battle of the band. Yeah, it's an allegory for the music business, right? Right, but it's or but it's that the music bu- no, but it's actually that the music business is an allegory for. Violence, right? It's 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 all this like this like swirl of of um, rocks and I, I of rocks the swirl of rocks um, and it's 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 tough for me to kind of um, parse and I mean I think that again the actual coda um, is also really because I mean I think that you know post saxophone solo right um and and we'll link to the piece that mark lee wrote um uh on this uh as part of the obituary for um was it clarence clemens yes uh the the saxophone player from the east street band uh who did that saxophone solo um but you know that you know that they're in this coda that um there is real violence um and then i think that this is really interesting and this is kind of what is, is useful in, in illuminating what comes before. Um, he says, uh, outside the streets on fire in a real death waltz, between flesh and what's fantasy, and the poets down here don't write nothing at all. They all just they just stand back and let it all be. Um, and the, in the quick of the night, they reach for their moment and they try to make an honest stand, but they wind up wounded, not even dead. Tonight in Jungle Land. Right. Fuck, man. Yeah, it would be better. It would be better to to be a, a you, you know Greek youth and get killed in war. You know that would yeah, be that would be preferable because you are dead. Yes. Yeah. And and because and that's and that's honest. That would be honest. But instead, you're just a fucking poser. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So there is like a thing where it's like we're all posers, though, right? Like, um, and so so Springsteen is the the poser with the guitar. <laughs> Um, is that, you know what I mean? Like, it's that his like that is not that he is more real, but it, he is the one able to make it real. Sure. Does that does yes. that make sense? It absolutely it absolutely does make sense, and it really uh, because what it does is problematize the idea and our question about authenticity and and right and realness. And sort of talk, talking about it's it's kind of a, a a pretty hopeless vision. I mean, for all the optimism on on this record, what we're developing is is a kind of a downer vision that you sort of can't um, you sort of can't you you can't do justice um, but to, to the 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 what the flesh and the fantasy. Um, they you know you don't you don't write nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And or I mean, I so here's I here's another question: Is this like are these the bad poets who aren't like me? You know, or 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 is this the is this the like the best and only available mode of ex- expression? Um, it's it's very it's 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 tough to who to to parse who the poets down here are um are these the right are these the the leaders who ought to be spe- or or you know saw bands or whatever who ought to be speaking up for us and aren't right is this is this a, the failure of a certain kind of art to address our our situation and so the record born to run is necessary or is the claim more that um you know art cannot is not able to uh, really do justice to the the you know the kind of the kind of street fight that life is. Well, yeah, and I think I think it's that, and it's that also that in some ways I almost read the, the poets down here are actually the participants in the gang violence, right? And they're not writing anything all, and so um, because it's it's just happening, um, and and uh, you know, and that. In some ways, there's a moment of realization of you know tell my story, right? And it's actually um, it's actually very similar. Um, we've not talked about this album. Maybe we'll circle back to it when we go back to uh, current music. Um, is Kendrick Lamar's "Good Kid, Mad City"? Um, but the 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 last song or one of the last songs um, on that album is uh, is called um, like is basically called like "Sing About Me, I'm Dying." Right, and there's several vignettes of like people who he is interacting with who are dying as a result of gang violence, uh, and and he's telling their and, and they are telling him they're both yelling at him for either causing this or allowing it to happen, but then are ultimately saying you have to tell this message, right? And so it's like it's one of these things where almost how I see this is that in the quick of the night, the people in the shit are reaching for their moment. But they wind up, but but they're 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 wounded, and they're not like they're neither the the immortalized nor the ones who are able to really um, make this stand. And so it's that it is one of these things of if you are going to speak, if you're going to capture this, then you have to be in that studio. Like and and he's like you know, he's saying like listen, um, like yeah, I am real. Like I could totally be. You know, in a factory, and I could totally be doing these things, but I get the idea, and it's more. Imp- I, they need you. Need me here. <laughs> you need me here in the studio. You want me on that mixing board. You need me on that mixing board. Yeah, well, it, it is. It has. It's like the hubris of the of of the um of the politician as well of the representative. Sure. Um, of, of saying like like. You know, because it's not that a representative is is representative of a population in um in a in a sense of, of kind of statistical representativeness, um, but it, it is is taking an act of representation of speaking for um, others, and so that you know um, it's basically like you know. I, like the, the the record should end with like I'm Bruce Springsteen and I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I mean, it strikes me like representation, representation, presenting yeah. again. You know, like there is a presentation in lived experience, and then there is a representation in the form of an artifact, right? Yeah, and, yeah and, exactly. Right, yeah, 
Yeah, and, and exactly, and 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 I think what's it's really interesting about this record is is that, and this is like re 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 re, you know, it's always represented, right? And sure. Because it's so presented and so kind of that, and and that there's this this these are these gaps, right? It's it's like representation is between flesh and what's fantasy, um, and it's it, it is and and so that that is yeah. Right and 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 that is really this act of of representation, um, is really what's what's going on here, um, throughout the record. Whew. Yeah, whoo! That's a whole like that's a whole aesthetic theory like wrapped up in that you know, that's a whole uh, school of of Springsteen studies uh, probably, <laughs> um, wrapped up in in that. Uh, uh, observation. Yeah, and, and at the school of spring teen studies, um, you uh, you don't get tenure; you just get gunned down by your own dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, and and turns out the school of Springsteen studies is one of those for profit colleges that is actually a boondoggle to like get federal loan money. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, at the school of Springsteen studies, a shocking number of the courses are taught by adjuncts, <laughs> <laughs> and then they roll off into the night. Yeah, it's it, hey, school for Springsteen studies is just another cage out on Highway Nine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so it, I mean, it strikes me that that what this requires, if if what we're saying is true, um, just as uh, the if if the state is a uh, monopoly on the legitimate use of violence, um, it requires specialized in, uh, specialists in violence to deploy violence. Right? Th- this. Requires it implies a requirement for specialists in representation, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. So there's a case being there's a case being made for the capital A artist, right? Or you know, to use the the uh, high romantic idea, the uh, term the capital P poet, right? As a um, as a uh, uh, kind of person involved in society, but sort of set apart. Uh, set apart from society, Absolutely. right? Who has, who has special prerogatives as far as representation go. Oh yeah. That's, and that's really interesting because it actually fits with, um, ideas of what, um, political theorist, uh, Jane Mansbridge has talked about as a selection model of representation. And so that, um, it, it, she argues that a lot of political theory and a lot of like kind of empirical political science focuses on what she calls a sanctions model of representation of a very kind of, and a, a lot of the, you know, the federalist papers, um, uh, are, are related to this of the ideas that, you know, you know, that, uh, what that if you know it's, it's the if men were uh, uh, you know if there was a government of uh, a, you know if we were governed by angels um, then then we wouldn't really need checks and balances but as a fact we're governed by men so we have to um, to have interest you know check interest and we have to have, develop institutions to restrain the self interest of, of politicians and you get good representation when you get institutions that kind of funnel ambition. Uh, to, to the public good, but um, Mansbridge argues that there's another strain in um, in 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 political thought that is actually saying no. What we actually want to do is find specialists in representation and find good 
good agents of, of a community um, and, and find uh, conditions for, for people, whether they're specialized or whether they're just kind of temporary, but are, you know, at least in political office, they, they may, you know, uh, in fact, not be professional politicians, but they're, they are, um, you know, they've specialized in characters of, of representativeness um, and, and of, of kind of, 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 you know, speaking on behalf of a public, right? And, so, and it's, I think this is, it's very interesting is that, you know, in the theories on the state and on specialists of violence, there's an emphasis on the public goods that are created by coercion. But I think what you're saying is that, you know... Or the threat, I mean, the threat of the coercive use uh, of sure, violence. Sure, the threat right? of coercion, sure, sure, sure. Um, uh, of, of the ability to exercise, um, you know, f- power and force to, you know... Well, you know, provide security, and also the like cer- the certainty that it will be exercised against you if you yes, yes. you know violate the the social contract. Sure, sure. Um, but I think what's really interesting is that that you know there are other public goods um, that are produced by by representation by representing, and these are kind of classes of. And I think it's really interesting to see kind of merging of kind of the. Um, of of the of public goods that are artistic and are kind of fall into the space of public or political discourse and I, and so in fact you know that that there you know we we focus a lot sometimes on uh you know in political science on building the state um but that there's also i think a need for building and crafting representatives right and so um and 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 so it is really interesting that there what you have here really is i mean and and you know we joke but like you know bruce is the boss right that he he is the um you know he's the like um 10 term incumbent uh because he really he really is um it like uh has his constituency and he's grown it uh in some ways he has seniority but uh he he is like you know the claim for representation um of of this kind of a certain kind of constituency that he makes on this album ultimately became successful right um and so that there's and it became part of you know broader myth making about uh, you know broader publics right and so there's a lot of yeah i mean by broader um, publics you mean like the working class or something like right? the working class or i mean um or you know America and, and national identity, right? And the, you know the, there's actually another piece um, on overthinking it that um, that John Parrish wrote um, about um, born in the USA, um, you know, being a frequently kind of misappropriated song. Sure. Um, and, I mean, and like it, he seems to be Springsteen seems to be someone who crosses over into that political realm without. Without a lot of overt, I mean, it's not like the guy's Bono. You know, I don't think he's sort of kept quiet on a lot of political issues. But you know, it's not like his his political views are a cipher. But uh, you know, he'll, as I say, he's not he's not Bono, and yet his songs get sort of conscripted into uh, conscripted. Interesting uh, mm-hmm. metaphor that just sort of occurs to me. Um, as conscripted as his p- protagonists, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, into. Uh, Right into the larger political discourse that is not uh, that goes beyond the sort of realm of mere representation or the yeah. kind of poetry that, as Sir Philip Sidney said in his defense of, of po- uh, poesy, uh, affirm uh, nothing affirmeth and therefore never lieth. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He gets well, he gets he gets kind of yanked beyond that. Is is my point? Sorry. Period. No, no, no problem. Well, so listeners, uh, uh, are we affir- never affirming and thus never lying? <laughs> uh, sound off on Twitter at TFT Podcast, uh, or leave some comments in the show notes. I mean, I think we're going to call it there uh, because. Um, Really, uh, you know, uh, if if we don't stop somewhere, then we are just born to run uh, this podcast forever. Um, and and, uh, and Ryan, and this site rips the bones from your back. It's a death trap. It's true. It's a, it's a suicide rap. <laughs> um, but uh, I, you know, it, there's. Uh, I think that this is going to um, set us up well. And so, um, just as by way of of, of housekeeping. Um, for those of you who are, are who keep track, uh, and and I think you may or may not be keeping more or less track, depending on how you listen to this podcast uh, and, and and whatever. But um, next week is a pretty big milestone for us. We'll be um, releasing, recording, and releasing our 100th episode, um, and so we're going to do. Um, I mean, there, every, every podcast is special, um, but we're going to do something a, a little special um, that fits with our current um, course uh, of study, our current research question, but also ties back um, to some some really of the, the kind of uh, TFT classic, uh, let's say, uh, and, and that's uh, the Mountain Goats album, All Hail West Texas. Yes! Um, and... and and I say that it connects back because you know it's it's a thing. It's an album that we actually first started um, talking. It was probably one of the first albums that we um, uh, considered discussing, but we actually didn't even have a methodology for discussing albums at the time. And sure. it, it came up um, when we were uh, doing uh, season one of Friday Night Lights. Um, and so that uh, and this is a, a you know a record that uh, Matt and I both have deep affection for. Um, and, oh, yeah. and which is really going you know hits a lot of these things so it's 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 going to be a special um a special tft <laughs> yeah uh, and it also i mean it is sorry not to i know you're trying to wrap but like the affinities between springsteen and john darneal in this particular album like because john darneal is in his way actually kind of i think a much more wide-ranging lyricist than than springsteen is because he's he's kind of a ventriloquist as a lyricist um but like but all hail west texas in in particular with a certain kind of small town you know southern life or texas life because i think texas is like a state set apart even in the south um rather than being uh, having more affinities with with uh, the region to the east of it um is uh like uh, nine nine hundred cubic centimeters of raw whining power. No outstanding warrants for my arrest. Hey, hey, spoilers! <laughs> God damn, a pirate's life for me. A podcaster's um, life for us. It's a podcaster's life for us. So that's where we're headed. So um, cue that uh, up. Get it in the waffles. Get it on your sp- streaming services or cue up whatever um, physical version you have of it. Spend some time with it. Um, until then, uh, it's been real. It will be real. And it always is real. Thank you.